in the name of the crucified and risen Christ. Amen. So today we have the feeding of the 5,000. It's one of the most familiar of the gospel stories. Turns out it was also beloved by the authors of the gospels. There are only four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but this particular story turns up five times. It's been my experience though that familiar as it is, where we go and what fascinates us in this story seems to be the mechanics. We get lost in the mechanics, seeking to answer the question, how exactly did this work? The basic outlines of this game is this. There are really two essential views. Did Jesus do something magical so that those five loaves and two fish were turned into food enough for at least 10,000? Because unlike the gospel writers, we are planning to count the women and the children. Or the other view, were people so touched or shamed by the generosity of the disciples when they offered up their meager provisions that everyone seated on the grass brought out their own food that they tucked away? And so it's really a great parable about sharing. Either explanation will do, and each in its way is a description of a miracle. I'm just not sure that that particular debate and focus is all that helpful. Because when we go into the mechanics, it keeps us on the outside of the story, looking in. Which is never, of course, Jesus' intention. So let's look a little closer. Because when we do, I think in this story, we can see ourselves and our own world, our own ways, right at the center. It all hinges, you see, on one little word. The word is but. The crowd is hungry. Jesus came to them all out of his own compassion, but it turns out that the disciples are pretty compassionate too. They think it's time to send the crowd on their way so that they can get home for some supper. And Jesus says, no, you give them something to eat. To which, after what I expect was their initial disbelief and perhaps horror, they say, pointing out the obvious reason that Jesus' request is absurd, they say, but we have only five loaves of bread and two fish. We know that little word. We use it all the time. I'd love to help, but really, I only have five minutes. I'd love to stay and talk, but I have to meet someone. I'd love to help, but really, what can one person do? It's a handy little word, that word, but. 
We use it in our personal, small-scale realm, and we use it in the face of the world's seemingly intractable problems. In encounters with a friend or a stranger in distress, to tackling issues like climate change or racism, to which Jesus says, without judgment, but with clarity, okay, give me what you got. Okay, give me what you got. And let's be clear, Jesus is not naive. He can see how many people are in that crowd just as well as the disciples. And he was probably factoring in the women and children. And if he's clear-eyed on that hillside, he's also clear-eyed about the way the world works and how impossible change seems. If you turn back in the Bible just a page or two in Matthew's account, you will discover that Jesus has just been rejected by his own hometown. And right after that, he learns that Herod, King Herod, has beheaded his friend and cousin and his forerunner, John the Baptist. He knows how the world works, and Jesus knows it's neither pretty nor just. Given over to Jesus, what little the disciples have is transformed, whatever the mechanics. And the crowd goes home filled, not just with bread and fish, but with the knowledge that compassion, what Jesus truly has for them, is both real and effective. Not a warm emotion, but a force in Jesus' hands that can change their day and quite possibly their lives. We enact that truth. We enact this promise that what we give to Jesus can be transformed, can be transformed into what we need every single week. We take a wafer, a really small wafer, and a little wine, and these days, just that little wafer. And sometimes these days, just receiving it through spiritual communion. But knowing that when offered to Jesus, blessed by Jesus, broken and distributed, that that little wafer can become not just Christ's own body and blood, and I can't possibly explain the mechanics of that, but that it can transform us, can change us, empower us, help nourish us so that we can grow up whatever our age, more and more into the image of Christ. And with the story of the loaves and fishes, we've learned that we shouldn't waste our time wondering how it happens. We just need to wonder at the miracle of it. Because for 2,000 years, it has changed people and changed the world. This week, the world, and it was the world, not just this country, 
remembered and eulogized John Lewis. Rightly so. His story, let's be clear, was preposterous on its face. How does a college student, and it's worth noting, frankly, that given his life circumstances and where he came from, his being in college was actually miracle enough. But how does a college student take on the viciousness of racism and both play a pivotal role in changing the narrative of this nation and at the same time remain a man of hope and joy. He had access to a whole bunch of buts. But I am only a student. But I am just one person. But the forces against us are overwhelming. He could have used them all as his own get-out-of-jail-free card. But instead, John Lewis chose to go to jail, to endure beatings, and to live with derision. But he used what he had, his body, his faith, his brain, and it turned out with Jesus' blessing to be enough and more than enough. We can always choose as a nation and as individuals to use our labor for that which does not satisfy and to spend our money for that which is not bread. We can't choose, and that's often the choice we make. Or we can take what we have, whether it's our faith or our hope or our friendship or our food or our lives or our resources, as little as they may seem to us, and give them to Jesus, who can bless them and multiply them in ways we would not dare to ask or imagine. And then be part of the miracle of new life for ourselves and the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.